Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Little Fish Podcast, Season 3, The School of Marketing. I'm Joel Eschenbach, and as always, just glad to have you here listening or watching. Today, I'm going to talk about the five major mistakes I see people make all the time on their websites and how to fix them. But before I get into all that, go to the littlefishpodcast.com and click the subscribe button to get free resources. This episode, even more than probably any other episode, has a ton of resources. Uh, I have a homepage cheat sheet, which will show you each section that you need to have on your homepage. I do a, a walkthrough video called The Anatomy of an Effective Homepage, where I walk through every section that needs to be on your homepage and how you can add that. And then, of course, I have a worksheet PDF about all the five mistakes I'm going to talk about, too. So to get all that, go to the Little Fish Podcast and then click the dot com and then click subscribe and you'll get that delivered to your email inbox. Also, if you're an audio listener, an iTunes listener, I would love if you gave us a five star review on iTunes and shared our work here at the Little Fish Podcast because it helps us get that uh, this information out to more people. And if you're a watcher, not a watcher, <laughs> if you're a viewer and you watch the videos, I would love it if you share this video. There's actually a share button right there at the bottom of the video that you can share it on, on social channels and get the word out about what we're doing and how we can help other small business owners like you. That would be amazing. Would love if you do that for us. So without much further ado, I'm going to jump right into talking about the five mistakes that most people make on your website, how to fix them. So I'm excited about this episode because this episode is my wheelhouse. When I'm talking about websites, it's what me and my team at Notion Design Group, it's what we've been doing for really almost 12 years now. So for over a decade, I've been designing, building, maintaining, thinking about, talking about websites, 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 websites. Um, and so there's a lot of ground I, I will cover, but there's more ground I could cover in this episode. But I want to start with what are the five common mistakes people are making on their website? I see these mistakes over and over and over again. I want to talk about this in two parts. One is mindset and the other one is practical tips and strategies. So you may think, why do we need to talk about mindset when it comes to a website? It sounds a little woo. Well, what I find is that so many people are actually losing money from their website or their website's not getting them the engagement. It could be getting them if they're a nonprofit because they're just thinking, oh, it's just an online brochure. I've built it. I can leave it on the shelf and it's, it's good to go. But that's not true. Your website should be one of your greatest assets as a company. It should be, you should think of it more like an employee and less like this thing, this brochure that's just sitting somewhere. So we're going to get into that. Um, the purpose of a website has changed quite a bit from a decade ago. You know, 10 years ago, the purpose of a website was very different than it is now. And what I'm hoping is that if your website already isn't uh, updated and changed, that now's the time to do it. And hopefully this episode will inspire you to do that. When I talk to potential clients, one of the first things that I ask them is, what's your current website? Uh, and it's, it's a, it, it cracks me up because without fail, someone's like, oh, you don't want to look at my current website or don't judge my site. Or they won't even give me the website. They're like, I'm not even going to give it to you because it's so terrible. And I, I've always found that really fascinating because I'm like, here is this thing that you paid thousands and thousands of dollars for however many years ago, and you're embarrassed of it and you're ashamed of it. And a lot of times it's because it doesn't reflect who they are now, which I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But it also, I think, has to do with regret. I think there's a lot of leaders who have paid for a website, spent a lot of money, and know that it should be doing more for them, but it's not. 
and it's kind of in the back of their mind. So yes, I absolutely agree with that sentiment. It's true. Your website should be doing more for you. And we're going to talk about how to make it do that. So here we go with the five major mistakes people make in their website and how to fix them. Let's start with mistake number one. Website is out of date and doesn't reflect what you offer now. This is a big one. I think we tend to think of our websites, I said this before, as something we can just put on a shelf. We paid for it, we bought it, we built it, and now it's fine. Uh, I, I use the term, I use the phrase, websites don't last forever. It's kind of funny, like we update our phones, uh, we update our computers, we upgrade everything in terms of software, but we tend to think our websites are just gonna last forever. Now don't worry, I'm not gonna geek out and talk about how you need to have your software up to date and your plugins up to date and all that. Although that is really important, but nobody wants to talk about that. I wanna talk about your content. Your content needs to be up to date. We know that our businesses are always adapting and changing and who we were two years ago is not who we are now. We've seen that in the past six months. Your business has probably drastically changed uh, in the past six months the question is, have you updated your website to reflect that? Now, right now, I found a lot of people have because they were forced to. But on a regular basis, you need to look back at your website and see, is it is it showing the value proposition I offer now? What's the uh, problem I'm solving for my customer now? What do I want people to do now that's different than what it was you know, six months ago? And my solution to that is simple. It's go back and just revisit your website every six months, put it on your calendar and say, I'm going to revisit the content. Now, when I say revisit your website and, and change the content, what I don't mean is go your about page, go to your about page and edit the bio for you know one of your employees. I'm not saying it's not important, but what I really care about is your homepage. That's where people get to. That's where people make their decision within seconds. Look at your homepage every six months, at least revisit it and ask yourself the question, is this what I offer now? Am I explaining that well versus what it was the last time I looked at it? And is it clear to people? So it might be time to update some words. It might be time to update some pictures, refresh it just a little bit. Honestly, it shouldn't take you any more than two hours to, to make those changes and then send them to your web company or you know, do them yourself if you're tech savvy and like to do that. So Definitely revisit your website. It needs to be up to date and it makes a difference. Those little changes make a huge difference. Trust me, I see it all the time. And then the other part of this is, are you making use of the, the latest technology for a better user experience? So <laughs> what that means is, like, let me give you an example, ADA compliance. There's a tool we use called Accessibly and it's a, it's a yearly fee and I'll put the link in the, in the description. It's a yearly fee but it makes your website completely ADA compliant within 48 hours automatically. You should be using that technology. Why? Because a third of the population basically um, has some sort of disability if you include visual impairment, motor skills. You know, so you're actually alienating a whole uh, population of visitors that could be coming to your site and, and buying your products or services because your website's hard to use for those people. But there's a tool that does it automatically for a yearly fee, you just install some script. That's all you do. You've got to use some of the latest technology. It's worth revisiting that every six months. Another example is pop-ups. As soon as I say to people, you really need to pop up on your website because it's the best way to get an email address or get someone's attention. People are always like, oh my God, I hate pop-ups. What you hate is pop-ups from three years ago. 
that, or even on like the news sites that pop up and block your whole view, you hate those. But pop-up technology has changed quite a bit. There's some really nice things like that come in from the upper right or the bottom right, sorry, or the, the top of the page that, that target certain audiences at certain times that don't overdo it, that only show certain times uh, per visit. You don't mind those pop-ups because they show up at the right time to deliver the right valuable content. Revisit technology and tools like that. It, it will make a huge difference on the engagement on your website. It's out of date and doesn't reflect what you offer now. Revisit that every six months, reflect what you offer now. Revisit that every six months, put it on your calendar, refresh your content, your homepage specifically, and take a look at the technology you're using. See if there's some things you can do to better the user experience to ultimately get more business and more engagement on, on your site. So that's website mistake number one. Website mistake number two is your website was never strategic or well thought out to begin with. So what do I mean by it was never well thought out to begin with? Well, for a lot of people, their website is an afterthought. It's something they needed. It was a necessity. And it was the classic case of they wanted it cheap and they wanted it done quickly. So they hired their you know son's friend's brother to build the website for them. And that's all fine and good. And I get it. But the son's friend's brother, he's a web designer with very little experience out of college. And he's going to build you a website. He's going to take a template or she's going to take a template. She's going to throw it together. It might look pretty and they're going to use the content you gave them, put it in there, and then it's done. The problem with that is it doesn't follow any sort of a strategy. Your website should be strategic. It really matters. It, it matters to take the time to think about the customer that's coming to it and the customer journey. Like JJ said in the previous episodes, or in the previous episode, is it needs to follow the stages of a relationship. Are you sparking curiosity that leads to enlightenment? and builds that relationship that ultimately leads into com commitment, which means the buy now button. Your website and your visitors should follow a clear path that you define for them. And that takes really thinking through it and having a strategy in place, not just finding a cool design and throwing it in there. Now, design totally matters. We're going to talk about that more, but you've got to have the strategy in place and the words that sell. I'm going to talk about that in a, pre in a point coming up here in just a minute. So it's a guided tour. That's the way I like to think about it. When you go to a foreign country or a place you've never been before, you hire a tour guide or you go on a tour, you expect that they're going to take you to the best places so you can have the most amazing experiences. And you're going to pay extra dollar for that. Think of your website like a guided tour, not a wild college road trip. <laughs> I mean, there's a time and a place for a, a wild college road trip. Your website is not that. You have a few seconds as people scroll through specifically your homepage. Make sure you take the time to think strategically about it. Think about what, about what people actually want to do on your site and make that happen. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to belay that point too much more because we're going to talk about it more in other mistakes. So mistake website mistake number three, this is one of my favorite to talk about. It was, your website was created for robots, not for humans. So sorry to all you SEO gurus out there. SEO is important, but we got to talk about humans first. Who are the people that are buying your products and services? Who are the people that are engaging with your nonprofit? They're humans, not robots. And we got into this weird thing for a few years where we so focused on rankings and Google searches that we compromised our entire website 
in order to rank in Google. I don't care if there's 15,000 people a day coming to your website. If your website is full of a bunch of keywords and isn't written well and just is a huge wall of text, like a novel worth of text, nobody's going to read it. Uh, thankfully, things have gotten a few better, a, a little bit better in the past few years. But we would always joke in the office about SEO sites. And it's kind of like we're in Sarasota. So let's say you have, have a lawn care or a landscape company in Sarasota. The website would say something like, welcome to Sarasota Landscaping, where we create the best landscaping in Sarasota. And we make sure your lawn care in Sarasota is the best Sarasota lawn. It, like, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but that's how so many websites were. Again, thankfully, so many are moving away from that. But still, I see remnants of this where SEO people will say, well, you've got to have keywords. You've got to have key phrases. Everything has to be on the homepage. And there are some things, but focus on people first before you care about sending traffic to the site. Make sure your text is clear. It's written in everyday language that humans want to read, that people actually are interested in. And worry about Google rankings and keywords later. There's other ways to deal with that. Um, don't make sure your your website's not stuffed with a bunch of text that no one's going to read. A couple of tips with this one: um, avoid long paragraphs on your homepage. On your homepage, I would maybe put one long paragraph down low if you really want to get into what we call the explanatory paragraph section. But other than that, keep your paragraphs to just a couple of sentences. Um, break up your text into headlines and short sentences. You're as you scroll down your homepage you should see headline, headline, headline. Remember, people look at, they read the headlines first and the big text first. They scan a website first and then they come back if they're interested in those sections and read the fine print, the sub headlines, the other text. So what you put in the headlines really matters and you should have walls of text should be broken up into headlines, sub headlines, and just a couple of sentences as you go down the page. And please, for the love of all that is holy, my final point on this is leave some white space. Leave some breathing room for people. People are going to come to your website. They're going to scroll. Leave some some space for them to scroll and take in the content and breathe. Um, and wait, no, first of all, yes, people are going to scroll. Please don't argue with me about, do people scroll? I'm afraid people aren't going to scroll. Or people will say to me, this page is very, very long. No one's going to scroll this this far. Yes, they will. What's the first thing you do when you pick up your phone? You swipe up, first of all, to open it. And then it doesn't matter if you go to Instagram or Facebook or a website. What are you doing? You're scrolling immediately. And people are going to do that on your website, especially if your content is interesting, especially if you're offering value to them or solving a problem for them. They're going to keep scrolling. So side note on that. But when they scroll, give them some breathing room and some white space to take it all in. You don't want to be that person. It's like in a conversation where they're always talking, kind of like I am on this podcast, but never listening. <laughs> you want some space in the conversation. You want to take a breath, slow down. That's what white space is in your content. Give it breathing room, spread it out, break it up into headlines. Um, and in short sentences and avoid long paragraphs, especially on your homepage. That will be one of the best ways and use everyday clear language. Don't create it for robots, create it for humans. All right. Website mistake. Number four is that your website doesn't make you any money, even though you probably spent a ton of money on it. So you've probably spent thousands of dollars on your website, 
but I see it over and over again. Websites aren't making people any money. So they just feel like, again, it's like a necessity of something they have to have. Here's the test. If you can't track any sales back to your website or your website being any part of that over the last three months, you're wasting money on your website or you wasted money or you need to renovate or redo your website. Now, if you're not tracking your sales numbers from your website, that's a different story. We're going to talk about that in, in future episodes. But look back and see, are you actually getting any sales from your website? If not, you got to fix it because your website should be your best employee automatically selling your products and services while you sleep. It's like a 24-7 salesperson. That's what your website should be set up for. But so many websites, they're not set up that way. Your your website as a small business should really be an asset to your company. I said that before, but it, it bears repeating. It's not just something you have to pay for. It should be something contributing to your bottom line and, and you know, selling your products and services. Here's what's crazy, how things have changed over the past few years. Um, r- really, over the past three to five years, things have drastically changed. Right now in 2020, we are the average person is exposed to five, at least 5,000 ads a day. That's the average. It can go all the way up to 10 to 15,000 ads a day. That's a lot of information. You and I, we feel that. We know that. I don't even have to prove that. I'll show you the statistic. I don't even have to prove that to you because you know it. You've many times get to the end of the day and just like, ugh, I don't want to look at another message popping up at me. So what the brain is doing, what your customer's brain is doing is automatically filtering out irrelevant information. So you need to get to the point and get to it quick on your website. You have about three seconds to capture their attention and tell them how what you do can help them and solve their problem. You've, you've only got a few seconds to do that. Otherwise, they're filtering you out and moving on, even if they're the one that's searching for you. So I get it. I... It hurts my feelings too when I when I say that no one wants to browse and casually browse my website, but ultimately nobody cares unless it matters to them. No one's going to casually browse your website. They're going to look for information and look for it quickly. And if you're not answering that quickly, they're they're moving on. Um, and it, that was different. You know, people had more time in their hands. They they weren't as exposed to so much marketing and ads as they used to be. So now websites used to inform. Now your website needs to persuade. People are coming to you looking for answers and you need to give deliver that information quickly. So how do you do that? How do you spark that curiosity that leads to enlightenment like JJ talked about before? Well, you do it by standing out and, and getting the brain to engage. And the brain is only interested when you start talking about the problem that it can solve and how their life can look better. So that quickly transitioned to me transitions me into our final mistake, mistake number five. Mistake number five is so many websites uh, don't solve the customer's problem. So does your website solve your customer's problem? That's how you're going to stand out from the crowd. Most websites don't solve their customer's problems. The best products and services don't always win. It's the ones who explain themselves the most clearly and cut through the noise. And solving a problem is the best way to do that. So how does that look practically on your website? Well, you need to think of the one to two major problems you solve for your customer. What's that thing that people come to you for? For us, many times as a, as a marketing agency, or even more specific, if we're doing a website for somebody, we're solving that problem of they don't want to deal with a website trying to figure it out all on their own, or they don't have the expertise to create a, a strategic website, as I mentioned before. 
and it's just kind of overwhelming to them. That problem should be clear, but you should also talk a little bit about the internal problem, the feeling that they have. So a lot of people come to me because they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed, they've tried to build a website on their own, they've tried to figure out a digital marketing strategy on their own, they're just like, it's a lot to learn, I would rather just pay somebody to do it, take it off my plate. That's a problem we're solving. We're solving other problems too. You're probably solving a ton of problems. Pick one or two, Put state that problem on your homepage, and then state the solution. And the words that you use, going back to everyday language, People buy the products and services on your website because of the words that they read. Design captures attention. Design gets people's attention. And good design is really, really important. But ultimately, people buy because of the words that they read. Take some time and think about the words on your homepage and think about the problem and state the problem and state how you solve it. That's how you really pique that curiosity. That's the first thing like, oh, okay, this this company is solving this problem that I have. Um, I'm not gonna go into too much of an example about that. I have another video resource if you subscribe at thelittlefishpodcast.com where I'm gonna walk through the anatomy of an effective website. So it's gonna be actually an effective homepage where we're gonna go section by section of everything you should have on your homepage. Also, you can download the homepage cheat sheet it will also break down every section you should have on your homepage. One of those sections is the stakes or the problem section of the homepage. Pay attention to this. It's really, really important. So talk about your customer first and their problem. Talk about yourself later. Put yourself later down the page. This is what in in StoryBrand, we talk about your customer is the hero. You're the guide. That means that your website shouldn't be all about you. When people first show up, it shouldn't be like, we're great. We've been in business 30 years. We're amazing. It should be, what are you doing? What's in it for them first? And then talk about yourself later. Um, state the problem on your homepage. That's, it's as simple as that. I mean, that's where you know putting the problem first really, really, really matters. So I've said that enough. I don't need to, to go on anymore about that. I want to f- finish up this episode by talking about a few practical tips. We, I've shared some practical tips, but Here's three quick homepage fixes you can do right now. I mean, it, it should take you very little time. Even if it took you a half a day of, of prep to do it, it would be worth it and make a huge difference on your homepage of your website. So let's start with the homepage header. Three fixes are, number one, rewrite your website header. Your website header should answer three questions. And again, this is in that homepage cheat sheet that you can download. What do you offer? How does it make your customer's life better? And how do they buy? That should be answered through a headline and a subheadline on your uh, website in the header section. What do you offer? Make it crystal clear, everyday language. How does it make your customer's life better? And how do they buy? What's the buy now button uh, in your, the equivalent of your buy now button? Second thing I already said, state the problem and the solution right on your homepage. I'm not gonna go into that anymore. And then finally, add a clear call to action, clear. And what a clear call to action is, is don't say contact us, that's passive. You want something active and engaging and specific, which call to actions really matter. That's why I'm not a huge fan of get started or contact us, it's passive, but it's also not telling me anything. Get started means nothing to me. What's the very next step you want people to take to buy your product? 
is it schedule a consultation? Say schedule a consultation or say, take a tour or, you know, try a free sample or what is that next thing that you want them to do? That's what the call to action button should, should say. And it should be all over the website. I get that complaint sometimes like, well, this button, that the button buy now, buy now, or take, or um, schedule your free consultations all over the site. It's, it's got to be there. When someone's ready to buy, you don't want them to have to, if they're in a store and they're ready to buy, you don't want them to have to be searching around for the cash register. You want them to find it right away. So when they're ready to buy, that call to action button should be all over your homepage. And again, I'm going to break all that down in my other video if you're interested and check out the homepage cheat sheet. But that's it. Those are the five mistakes. Those are the ways to fix them. And I hope that this has been helpful and has given you the content you need to, to really start working on a few fixes to improve your website, starting with some of these principles right on your homepage. Well, don't forget to subscribe at thelittlefishpodcast.com to get all the resources I mentioned, my walkthrough video, the anatomy of an effective homepage, the homepage cheat sheet, and then notes on the five mistakes from this episode. Get those at thelittlefishpodcast.com. Click subscribe. Also, I would love it if you share. Share this video by clicking the share link uh, on your social channels. Uh, Share the audio podcast. Give us a a review on iTunes. It'd be amazing. And then join me next week. Next week, we have seasoned writer Joshua Harris. He's an author and a writer, been doing this for a really long time. He's going to tell us how to write words that reach your audience. So I have mentioned writing words. He's going to get into some of the practical uh, aspects of writing that can help you and tips that will help you along the way with writing. So join me next week for the School of Marketing.